I think what really matters is how clear you are what you want to do in your life. If you are as passionate about something, passion attracts this energy of other passionate people. So I think what's most critical is that uh, you are very clear what you want to achieve and you are communicating that, articulating that well and you are equally energetic to uh, do that thing and you will attract the right kind of talent. That's that's all it takes. Hello and welcome to Humans of Startups. a podcast where we talk about the importance of building a good early team for a startup your early team defines your culture and your culture plays a huge role in attracting retaining and motivating talent hiring is slowly becoming the hardest part for early stage startups through a series of interactions with founders i aim to unearth the dynamics behind building a strong early team and the best practices for building an impeccable culture in today's episode i'll be speaking to gorav bahati co-founder and ceo at procol procol is essentially a software that helps you manage your procurement costs so when you're running a company you need to procure a lot of raw materials you have a lot of vendors you have to deal with a lot of different things so procol essentially brings all of that into one piece of software and helps you manage everything thereby improving the quality as well as the cost at which you procure your raw materials the way i discovered procol is very interesting i was going through my twitter feed and i saw a few tweets from some of the ex employees at procol who were highly speaking about the founder as well as the culture that the founder has built and you know that's where i believe that the culture really wins there's this saying that the culture of a company is determined by the way they treat you while you're on your notice period i think when your ex employees are talking highly about your company and are referring more candidates in all the open positions that you know the company is hiring for that's even a bigger win for that particular company so i decided that i really need to speak to the founder and here we are so let's get into it hi gorav thank you so much for taking out the time can we start off with procol in general i mean if you can explain us what procol is and explain it to us like all of us are 5 years old that's actually a very good perspective to put it as a 5 year old you know uh, we all buy things uh, when we go out to the supermarket to buy a mango we'll we'll go out after one guy we'll ask them hey what's the price of the mango and there are going to be bunch of people selling the same thing in multiple places and the way i i was doing this is how people do it in other companies as well and once for example you want to buy 50 rupees worth of mangoes and then suddenly you want to buy 50 crore worth of mangoes just extrapolate whatever you buying and then you want to make sure that you're buying the best at the best price right time right quality so that the people you're feeding into getting it on time are getting the fresh material happy about consuming it right and procol essentially helps companies manage this entire procurement process better that that's what we do we help companies buy best of their goods and services through a digital through a digital app platform by which you can use snapchat for <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for that what led you to start procol do you have any experience uh, in the industry what kind of uh, motivated you to start this company in the first place growth of this country actually pushed me a lot to start this company i believe in the next 10 years india as we know it will be a very different country in the sense of the development the progress 
the infrastructure, everything that we look in as a country today. And I sort of wanted to build for this very passionately. And that's why I had come back to India and was trying to figure out what are the next best things you can work on for the next 10, 20 years that will impact the future of this country. And uh, Procall sort of became one of the key ideas, like commerce will change forever. And Procall was on procurement side back then. Now we've obviously started doing sales side or financing side of things as well. But our core idea remained, hey, business commerce has to be transformed. Let's let's see how we can do that best. We've, we've already seen this transition happening from manual to digital in the in the west and it's time for india and asia pacific countries to like start ramping up because hey we are growing fast how do we grow even faster right let's get into your background so can you can you kind of run us through about all the things you've done in the past hey, so i mostly built products at different tech companies i started my career from zomato where uh, i built basic basic things then I happened to join Zostil, where I was uh, doing more projects. Then Google in New York happened, where I built uh, products for huge scale. And then uh, I rest post Google, I ended up working for a SaaS startup in the US, uh, where I was building for SMBs, restaurants there. And then that's when I decided to quit my job, come back. I helped design PMAP on UPI post that, which was launched post Demon in India. And, you know, I did a bunch of projects. I used to freelance a lot back then. Like, I still have a repository of 100 projects in my Dropbox, which would lay out, hey, I did this, I did that. But mostly, I just did things I enjoyed doing the most. Uh, That's why I did things. There was no other motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. how many people work at Procol and how many people will be working at Procol by the end of 2022? Currently, 60 people work at Procol. About 20 people have joined in the past two months. So we are we're definitely growing fast. We are hiring a lot across the board from sales, product, tech, marketing, risk, everything. And we expect it to be about 150 if we manage it best or 200 if we are like just right out of the park. <laughs> do you, do you do you remember how you ended up hiring your first 20 people what was the process like have you hired people before i had never hired people before procol procol was the first place when we hired our first engineer and hiring was very different back then we used to invite people who we knew from before you know enjoyed working with work for us while we were building things one of the key engineers at procol now has been there since forever since the beginning right and they know the, how that early team used to function how we used to work three years ago how we work now are very very different we started from a different culture in the sense that we were too focused on only product building back then if there were only one or two enterprises with us working with us enterprise SaaS typically takes one or two key enterprises to be working with so that you deploy the entire thing with them and then you take out go to the next one, deploy again. So we were just focused on building the best thing for the customer. Now Procall is building for scale for 70 plus enterprises across the board in different sectors in, at different sizes. So while a product and tech is now most laser focused, keeping it lean, keeping it fast, 
we are only about 20 people across product design and tech and rest of the people in support and sales and marketing and delivery and so on hmm hmm how has your hiring process changed i mean when you were a team of 10 20 people versus now when you're a team of 70 people what has exactly changed i think what has changed in hiring is just we have a process now of evaluation <laughs> I think back then, if we enjoyed working with someone, we'd invite them. Hey, why don't you work with us on this cool problem that we're trying to solve? And uh, hey, happened to be some of the most uh, smartest folks who joined us early on, which is why we are here. And I think that that's what changed from completely intuition led to intuition plus and end to end evaluation evaluation based. Got it. You might have people who are older than you with respect to experience. Uh, might have been working in the industry before what are the things that you realized when it comes to leading a team where you've got people who are more experienced than you so we have this value add protocol it's called do what's right in in which we basically mean is look it's not about me it's not about you it's about protocol and how we are helping the world be better and grow the businesses so whenever i mean doesn't matter if it's a 50 year old delivery chief or it's going to be a developer who's a fresher if someone has the right approach of solving the right thing for the customer or the user i think that's that clearly supersedes all the arguments in our discussions internally i don't think it's just it's not at all what either gorav has said or my co-founder sumit has said if the customer has said something it goes in the checklist and it has to be cleared out before anyone else gets to know i think that's the culture that we have today and people at propal will probably tell you more about it as well because that's something we are very proud of keeping it open transparent and people people drive most of their decisions here if you have to tell me the top 3 cultural values which one would those be <laughs> so that's a good question because we spent very recent uh, time to codify codify what we now call uh, core values at procol initially we we always thought that you know everyone it was a close team people understood what they expect out of someone else so it was sort of expected without having it written and just two months ago we wrote five main values that uh, drive i believe are the values at procol today to start off with uh, first one like i said do the right thing which would mean you communicate open and openly and honestly you share good news and bad news freely you do what you say and keep your commitment and that's number one do what's right second is get shit done get shit done is you value execution speed you don't play the blame game you do what's right for procol again not for any individual not for any group you do what's right then we have uh, make customers win obviously for uh, everything supersedes customer value uh, i think that would be the third most important value at procol that we had put in place because since the day we had started where we are today it's all about if the customer is winning uh, we are going to be here any solution that we make has to focus on either the top line or the bottom line for businesses if we are making an impact on the top line or bottom line procol is a very very valuable company so now that you've i mean spoken about cultural values how did the discovery process happen i mean how did you decide that okay these are going to be the top four cultural values for the company were you inspired by the previous organizations that you worked with so how does that you know come into being 
I think we took a very first principles approach in terms of what is the values and culture we want to build here. And we invited the core team, I think last year when we created a board where everyone plays down, hey, what do you think? What do you think your driving principles are? And everyone would create their own list of things they value in a company. And these were eight to 10 people, core team members who who basically came came together once a week, would put out all the things that they wanted. And then after, I think, two, three weeks, while we had all the data with what people believe are the best things to do, we stopped. Mm. We had we had to do something else back then. And very recently, I opened it. I looked at everything. And I could basically figure out five main things that came out of that entire exercise back then. And I codified it in a very simple five-value system. And that's how I, I discussed it with my co-founder, Sumit. And we basically said, hey, no matter what, these are going to be the five core values. We are going to continue adding to this, but these are the five core values that make operating values for Procol. Interesting. So what you're basically saying is that you, let's say you did a town hall, you gathered your core team around, you asked them to note the top five things that they care about or the first five principles that come to their mind. And the cultural value is essentially a you know culmination of these qualities of the core team. Now, my next question would be that, how, how does your core team look like? I mean, how, and I've seen this in your tweets that, you know, there are two, two ways to hire people. Either you hire people who are already leaders or you hire people who you think can be leaders and you eventually end up minting those leaders. This is exactly where duality comes in and we are managing a balance between the two. What that means is early teams are the best zero to one guys we've ever worked with, right? And so whatever comes in and whatever they want to grow into, they are, they've scaled themselves a lot in the past three years. And now there are functional leaders coming who are experienced from the industry, have done, been there, done that for many different industries for the past uh, decades. And now uh, there are two types of people who are generalists and entirely specialists. And uh, the most important thing for uh, leaders is they are generalists, but they they also know what their core thing is. Uh, And that's what we are uh, trying to make people do. Functional experts who are specialists have to be generalists as well. And people who were generalists before have to become a specialist somewhere. And so people have started picking up what they want to be the best at when they see this company like at billion dollars, $10 billion, what, what function do they think they will be the best at? And so people have started picking what they want to be doing. And I'm very proud to share that some of these guys have really found their fortes, something that they always figured they enjoy doing, they enjoy discussing the craft and, you know, just how they can be better at it. I think that's the only thing that matters for people. If they find out one thing that they really want to do, nothing else really matters after that. And how does Procol help them figure out the one thing that they want to do? So interesting stories all with all our early hires. And so we were also doing something else entirely when we had, while we knew we were in procurement, we were building a vertical B2B marketplace back then. And we had pivoted in 2020. So the people that we had hired before were a different DNA for vertical marketplace. And then SaaS plus FinTech was different. A lot of conversations, to be honest. We had to go through aspirations of the people. What do they aspire to become? Where do they see themselves? Some people, I frankly, did not know like what what exactly the future holds for them. So they dabbled in multiple things. They did X, Y, and Z, and then ended up saying that, hey, I love doing this, and I want to continue doing this the best. So I think it was a lot of experimentation rather than then just 
picking out from the world that this is what I will do. People actually did a lot of things here and they ended up picking what they love the most. This kind of is interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, as a CEO, you, you might have some people in your team who are very entrepreneurial in nature and you need those qualities to run the company. But they are essentially going to leave Procol and start their own companies. Uh, yeah. So as a CEO, how do you look at the trade-off? So it depends on the function, to be honest. There are both types of people who really want to do something of their own very soon. They're very clear. I generally tend to influence them into starting something sooner or later before joining Procol. And, and those interviews have also happened where someone had come to uh, interview for a position, but, you know, ended up starting something because that's really what they wanted to do. And that really matters because if you have a long-term horizon and say, hey, I want to do this in the next three, four years, then my first question is why not now? I mean, it's a great time to be doing things. Um, you And most people... Most people can do what they want to do. It's just uh, they have to break out of the uh, mentality of uh, saying that, hey, I can probably do this now. And so it's just the leap of faith which you have to take into doing that. So at Procall, we have had both types of people. And people have left us also to start something new later on and um, doing fairly well. I hope in the coming times, we'll see good startups from ex-Procallers. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So I was about to ask you, how, how does the process look like for someone who's, you know, delivering a lot of value to Procol as a company and then suddenly comes up to you and says that I want to start my own company. Hey, that has happened. That keeps happening. And I think it's about priorities. If people find creating different impact in different areas of life for themselves. So it's really about picking your priorities and understanding, to be honest, from them, what their priorities are, how I can help in making those priorities happen for them so i have i have had such core team members <laughs> also is procol completely remote or, or you guys have been working uh, in a hybrid sort of manner it's quite hybrid right now we are contemplating of taking it remote but still figuring out how to make that happen at a very early stage startup okay and what are your thoughts on, you know, going completely remote? I think people who have done, the, done that definitely are looking at it as a competitive advantage. And figuring it out takes time. I know most of these companies who are going remote now started thinking about it two years ago when the first pandemic hit. And um, were able to sort of figure out what are the best practices, how to make it work. There were a lot of failed experiments in the past. And they've sort of figured out the way. I think we are also in that stage where we're running some experiments on and off with different sort of teams doing different things. Over a period of a few months, I think we'll also figure out the best way which works for us and we can take the teams remote for that. Speaking of great hiring practices, Gaurav, let's talk about the trial week that you guys did a few months ago. For the audience, the trial week by Procol was a month-long exercise where they invited five people every week who were interested in being a part of Procol. They paid for their tickets, they paid for their accommodation, they, and they just wanted these five people to experience how it's like to work at Procol. At the end of the week, if both the parties are happy, then, you know, Procol will give them an offer letter and they'll get started from next week. So Gaurav, tell us more about the trial week. Did you end up hiring someone through the program? So we hired uh, two people from this trial week so far. 
and actually our first engineer had come in from this trial week 3 years ago we invited him to work with us for a week and we said hey we don't know if we can afford you or not but hey why don't you work with us for 7 days and we'll know uh, what all you can do right uh, and that's the thing when you work with artists or athletes they care just about craft and so if they get to work on that craft within that time uh, you are able to understand how deep understanding do they have of their crafts and so this idea was inspired from uh, my first employer zomato zomato used to have trial weeks back then in 2014 uh, so many guys had come in they would just work there for a week and uh, they'll have an offer letter after a week <laughs> as simple as that there were no frills attached so keeping it real if you can do what you say you can do prove it to us within a week and they you you had <laughs> and are you planning to you know have more such trial weeks in the future oh yeah absolutely we want to expand it into entire product and design and probably also for other verticals for engineering is obviously on right now and so we're going to probably offer someone from that but we definitely need to roll this out for design product as well got a one thing that i've observed about you is that you got a great understanding of what role everyone has to play in the organization for it to succeed what do you think is your role as a ceo in the organization when it comes to you know building a great team if you had to talk about the top 3 things what would those be three things that i as a ceo need to do right uh, okay yeah. i think personal connect would be number one if i can connect with a with people more often than i can right now i think i think that will go a long long way people are really inspired when they get to one on ones and so i wish i can do continue doing that with more people more often in some way so that's something what i'm figuring out personally a second is on their growth if people if i can figure out a playbook to make sure anyone who's at pro call big goes out 10x or is able to achieve their 10x potential in 1 2 3 years i think the second most important for us to focus on and the third most important thing i would imagine is their their life is also equally important so focusing on how they are at their personal well beings is uh, very critical to us so be it uh, so we don't have a leave policy right now for example like people can just inform the managers and take off so far while we streamline the, these things in the future we want to ensure the flexibility of people's lives uh, is still intact because i believe the best work happens when you're free in your mind and uh, you can then focus on what you really want to do don't want people to be held back with their personal issues or something at at their personal end to hold them back so as much as we care about your professional growth we also care about your personal growth so if we can make that balance possible i think this will be the third most important thing that we do interesting let's talk about your hiring process in general you mentioned that you've just formulated a proper hiring process if you can run us through how it looks like and what are some of the key you know factors that you accounted for while kind of building that process so until november we did not have a talent team like there was only one hr manager she was basically managing everything end to end and we were 40 uh, 35 40 people back then and everyone who had joined procall was either had applied through one of our job portals or had come in from a referral we did not actively scouted people source people before this and uh, november we hired our first year lead who changed the process entirely C- comes in 
tells me, Gaurav, this is how they're going to run it. This is the best way to do it. And I'm glad I listened to his advice <laughs> because <laughs> we made a lot of changes. And then we put in a force uh, to start calling people, telling them more about ProCall, outreach, uh, just going out there. Today, I think out of 60 people, we have a team of about seven people in uh, talent team who are actively trying to find the best people who will drive next growth for ProCall. And they are actually sales guys. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you come into the picture in the hiring process? Do you interview any, every candidate? I, I was looking at the stats. I think I interviewed almost 220 candidates. I think I did overall five interviews per day in last month. And so whenever I look at these stats, I'm like, I am definitely talking to a lot of people because we have like 30, 35 open positions right now. I definitely have to do a lot of currently like interviews. And because people people are um, already already have a lot of lot of, a lot of things on their plate, so until we like build an L two, they they can't get off and get more interview slots open for them. So I fill in for them and like make sure we have a healthy pipeline at all times. As a founder, I think I'm just filling in the gaps where the team can't at this point, uh, so that they can do what they do best. And next is obviously them all doing doing this all up. So Gaurav, you've got a healthy pipeline when it comes to candidates and you've almost interviewed 200 people in the last few months. What are some of the things that you've learned in those interviews? Any specific insights? I think we have understood what great, what, what type of people we are looking for. And so the best people are love their craft. So just trying to find, find them the right way. <laughs> So you mentioned that there are 35 open positions at ProCall. Startups need to grow fast and uh, they need to hire fast. Hiring fast also has a trade-off that you might end up hiring mediocre talent. How do you look at it from a balance perspective? Are you, I mean, would you want to go all in with respect to closing your positions as soon as possible? Or do you have a framework where you decide that, okay, we can take time, but we want to hire the most appropriate talent. Um, hire the most appropriate talent i think we are on that that side of things we don't we never took a lot of bets early on because we are trying to build uh, still the l1 and l2 functions at ProCall, right so we want these functions to be run by proven critical energetic aligned people and uh, i think there's huge cost benefit overall if you just get the leaders right and the managers right and so i don't think we compromise there at all so uh, our focus is to get the get the best people for the right thing to do and it's super contextual i make sure that i always take the final round so far and do you do you plan to take the final round when the company scales to let's say 250 people as well <laughs> only time will tell <laughs> so i was about to get to interviews itself where you know i would love to know how you go about taking your interviews as a ceo and you know if you have a mental framework of that okay these are the three things that i'd want to test out i mean the best people like i said love their craft and and trying to figure out why are they really doing this and that's the most important thing what i'm looking for when i'm trying to help people it's very very difficult to drive mission critical things if people are not passionate about what they do and i'm a core believer of that in my entire life i've only done things which i have believed in and uh, I think best performance overall for humans come in when they really believe in what they're doing and love what they do. So I think across functions, if you ask me what's the most generic thing I 
ask is why and then they they start telling me why i go in deeper i try to figure out what's really icking inside them and that's when you really know if someone's right for the job or not someone would love to do this or not not kidding the best people know exactly this is what they want to do this is what they want to spend rest of their lives doing right so people pick their careers very objectively once they know hey this is what i love i don't want to do anything else i'll i'll just give you an example that there's candidate a who's as passionate about solving uh, problems in the marketing function but isn't really excited about the industry that you're operating in does the industry you know enthusiasm excitement expertise play a role while you are kind of evaluating candidates early on it really did but more often than not now it does not i think people have to be passionate about what we are doing we just want the people who believe in what we are doing so that they can help us achieve what we are trying to achieve and that's that's the alignment we are looking for what really matters is a functional drive i mean i have been a designer i have designed consumer applications i have designed enterprise applications all that matters is hey i really want to solve this problem for someone and uh, that's the first principle thinking i think which is very critical that's all that matters how do you identify people you mentioned it a couple of times in the podcast also that the best people love their craft and uh, they kind of uh, uh, treat themselves as artists or athletes identifying artists or athletes honestly comes a lot of from intuition to be honest i in my network i have known lot of artists and athletes at the same time like who have done phenomenally well in their respective fields and so when you talk to these people there is a sense of passion of why they are doing things they don't talk bullshit they're like very focused in terms of what they want to do so you sort of it becomes a pattern after a point in time where you talk to someone and it hits you look this guy is meant to do this right give give him the tools to do this and so i think if if i find someone like that i know within like my first 15 minutes of conversation like this guy is really into something and they can they can go on and on about it they can give you references about things um obviously you have to do the proper diligence after some people come out as such such guys who can so be so excited about things that but after that you try and dig deeper in terms of their deep understanding of things and you figure out dude this guy is it so you take your call then got it gorav you know i want to talk a bit about reactive versus proactive approaches you're a first time founder you've learned a lot of things on the way after you know building a team of 50 people how has your approach changed from being reactive to proactive or you've always been proactive with respect to you know interacting with employees in the company making sure that they're happy and making sure that they're attached to the mission i can for certain say that we have gone from reactive to proactive and the reason is uh, because of the leaders now that we have it they know what are the right things to be doing as first time founders i accept that most of us are figuring it out we are learning as we go what we are very good at is being good problem solvers or first principle thinkers and that really stood out for us to get here but to go to the next level i think it's our leadership that takes you it's our team that fundamentally does everything so when when it's about understanding what people need you you bring people together right and you openly communicate what you are thinking what they are thinking so early on early on things that happened the way that i would enforce it to be right this is how things should be done this is how xyz should be done 
but the culture is now the other way around people tell me hey gola this is the right thing to do why don't you do this uh, so i think it's a freedom and transparent culture that people can speak up people can tell give give me feedback could you please help me do this and i would say sure of course this is how we can do it and i generally do that probably every week here with people and how do you approach personal growth of employees in general how do you make sure that they are on the right path when it comes to their own career choices how do you provide them the resources to grow and connect with people you know who they think they learn a lot from everyone is looking for that guidance once in a while and people have also transitioned uh, from being a ic to a manager to even a leader now at procol right so on the way obviously they are looking for guidance they are looking for advice they can obviously reach out to the guys like me or sumit but they also reach out to their own mentor network now so while i am very clear to tell them hey i can help you with xyz i wouldn't know of this this thing and so i can help you connect with these people and that's how they have also received mentorship for, from many industry folks that they really wanted to grow into we don't have an lnd function like a corporate and the most learning i have done is through mentorship and coaching from people and so if you find the right mentor i would highly suggest to stick with them appreciate them and you know be as close to them because that's who you aspire to be a lot of founders these days or or you know and people who haven't really started companies they've started to build distribution for themselves and uh, i believe that it it becomes a strong moat especially from a hiring perspective because when you're starting a company you've got this huge network of people around you how has that panned out for you in building a team for sure i i really believe that if you really want to if so i did velocity like right out of my curiosity personally and i know most people who do side projects do it out of curiosity without the intention of saying hey maybe in the future i'll do this so it will be helpful then uh, do what what you feel is right that right and i think if i had done the same th- if i had known if i would be running procol as a my next big thing i would not have started velocity to be honest because that i would i would have spent time talking to customers talking to the users figuring out their problems helping them solve those problems more rather than sending out weekly newsletters so i started so to your point while it can help for certain segments i don't believe that it's going to fully help everyone for everything it can't it just can't every audience is different every segment is different what your in fact the same thing you post across facebook instagram twitter linkedin you will see very different responses for everything that you put out right the reason is because audiences are very different and the people you're trying to attract are very different in every segment so content as a whole works for one one set of audience in everything unless you're publishing out a in fact movies also like everyone could have a taste so you're not going to attract all kinds of audiences so try and attract more for your either customers or your employees or some guys do for investors so you have to pick your battle yeah but that shouldn't really be the goal uh, yeah. as you said that just do anything that you like and uh, eventually things will pan out the way it will yeah i mean you can't control right. that agreed agreed as a ceo what, what like what are some of the challenges that you faced in hiring so far if you're facing a challenge how how are you planning to solve it do you think it's in your hands essentially to solve that problem the only hiring challenges we are facing right now interview slots so people are really working hard calendars are packed so to figure out time to interview 
so that they can get more people and delegate most of their stuff i think that's the number one priority for me right now and so i think once we solve for that people are applying i think we have had over 5000 candidates apply in the last 3 months sourced and we hired about 20 of them in total we sent out 20 offer letters in the last 2 3 months and so i am pretty clear that if we want to um the next biggest challenge that we'd solve for is spread the word on what procol is what procol does make people more aware i think these are the two main things first is make sure there are more interviews happening so that our pipeline is smooth and flowing efficiently and uh, the second and so that the interview experience is also good right for the otherwise people are like hey i'm not getting time what not so we we solve for that first and second we'd want to solve for our uh, more awareness for people actually know what procol does because people fundamentally don't realize what procurement problem is you know they don't resonate with it i want to make sure i can tell people what procurement problem is how are we solving it and how will it help india grow and that should that should be it you want to spread more awareness about what procol does but at the same time you mentioned that you've received some 5000 applications over the last few months itself so how did that happen i would give all the credit to my team yeah <laughs> they were spreading words in their circles on their social media on uh, everywhere they could find right so how did they do this i think i, I should deep dive onto that we just had a lot of applicants and came from multiple sources i think there's no majority of source right now it's linkedin it's nokri it's personal referrals ex employees referring more people <laughs> to join procol was quite excited to see when these started coming in hiring has been pretty smooth for you guys you've been able to attract the right kind of talent what are some of the things that you'd want to you know tell first time founders when they're starting out in their journeys with respect to building a strong culture and hiring a great team i think what really matters is how clear you are what you want to do in your life if you are as passionate about something passion attracts this energy of other passionate people so i think what's most critical is that uh, you are very clear what you want to achieve and you are communicating that articulating that well and you are equally energetic to uh, do that thing and you will attract the right kind of talent that's that's all it takes i i mean the most energetic people who are passionate about what you do i think that's the best pe- best people you can get in your team so just go after them <laughs> i know many i have heard about many um, successful founders talk about this and i have worked at startups because i wanted to work and build on certain products if the intention of joining is clear that they want to do this don't stop them from making that happen i love the fact that you're so crisp about and then so clear about you know the the thing that you want to do and i yeah, i think that's pretty much helping you out with respect to hiring good talent i, I have a couple of tactical questions there's a huge i would say talent shortage at least in the tech side you know liquidity has increased a lot of startups are hiring how do you circumnavigate this situation where salaries are bloated you know some employers have also started putting in the salaries that they are offering to employees right on twitter no challenges are bound to increase yaar and uh, as a founder but nothing excites you more than your people are getting next level opportunities anywhere right while we are obviously we don't i think we have benchmarked our salaries we pay between 98 percent uh, above 98% of the entire startup ecosystem and so we are at a decent space in in terms of how much we can pay and people posting it obviously make it easier sometimes i think we should do that too sooner or later because we do pay very competitively handsomely and so we just not hired many directors in the company so we just not have l2s uh, or 
you know senior guys so far so anyone who's joining propal knows that they have to do a lot of groundwork and they have the opportunity to grow i think that's the biggest factor for joining propal like you can grow very fast at this stage uh, than you can ever at a late stage startup that you're getting any offer at Gaurav, this has been an amazing conversation because of all the actionable insights that you've given to me, and uh, you know I'm I'm sure they'll help a lot of first-time founders whenever they're starting out. I want to talk about this one quality of yours, which I deeply admire. You're always full of gratitude, and you know being a founder where you are trying to push things to the limit, you always want to achieve more and more. You want to take your team to the next level. how do you make sure that you'll still very happy with where you are and full of gratitude look the simple fact of life is that uh, you are here because of the people of your past journey and so if you if you want to backtrack your success look at the people who have touched your lives <laughs> very simple and you will find a string of timeline and you will find different people at different points in time who had come in and changed the course of your growth or your lives and so and you look at that point in life and said this was completely this this not something i could have planned for right this completely happened out of the blue and so that's when gratitude comes in and when you come back and say that things work out looking backward and you can look back and say hey it, it this is why it worked out but you can't plan many things going forward like that so that's where gratitude comes in where you're thankful of how things happened the most famous i think steve jobs shared this insight this is where i actually started thinking more about it about connecting the dots dots always connect only backwards not forward and so mm-hmm. once you get that mindset gratitude is bound to come in because you're thankful of how things happened panned out back then anything could have happened but this is how it turned out to be uh, so that's where it comes from got it so god of this has been great uh lot lots of great insights i love the way you are building out the culture at procol and i wish you all the best thank you so much for taking out the time oh happy to let me know if there are any clarity clarification on anything 